Hello, you're listening to Freelance Mum, the mother of all juggling acts, with me, Faye Dicker. And me, Laura Rawlings. Well, being a small business was never for the faint-hearted, and with social media becoming increasingly busy under lockdown, it can be even harder to cut through the noise. But photography and personal branding expert Kirsty Northover joins us this week and explains why it's important we stay visible as small businesses and how we can still have a presence. During lockdown, she's been supporting small businesses with expert advice on cutting through the noise and making sure your customers know how to find you. First of all, Kirsty, thank you so much for joining us this week and particularly early in true Freelance Mum fashion, we're speaking at well, it's a little bit after the dawn chorus, but it was the only way we could make it work this morning. <laughs> so thank you very much. Um, how does it work at the moment for you personally as a photographer during lockdown? How are you still able to support your clients? Well, things have changed a little bit, as one might expect during a <laughs> lockdown. Um, I, Because I work with my clients in lots of different ways, um, some of the work is still continuing. So I tend, I've taken on much more of a wider sort of personal branding role. So I'm, I was getting a little bit too much um, of a behind the scenes control freak with giving people their images and then sort of websites were being created that just weren't continuing that conversation and helping them convert. Um, So I took that on as well. So it's more of a sort of start to finish journey now. Um, So the websites are still carrying on. I've got three in production sort of behind the scenes at the moment. Um, But in terms of the photography, that needs to be on hold right now um, for everyone's safety, naturally. Um, But there's also lots of spun off of those conversations. I'm actually doing these kind of um, fix it SOS Zoom calls at the moment where people are now working in different places than where that you know they would have been before and they don't look like their brand anymore and as you said at the beginning Faye everyone's gone digital everyone's now online and still being recognizably us in a much more um, noisy marketplace it's really tricky and so I'm helping people sort of set up their you know, different temporary working spaces to be as on brand as possible while still being practical because we're all juggling other people at home and, you know. What does that mean in, um, just explain a little bit more about what that means then. So someone calls up for your help. What would someone notice as a customer? Um, So we're having a, a, like a virtual meeting, basically. It will always be a video call. And if someone needs help with their space, they will literally walk me around showing me as if I was standing next to them, but using their phone camera um, the options that they have available. Um, and we assess where has the most practical light with it, with also a workspace that could be used close to it. So this Take- is in your home, basically. So, so what it's then going to look like on camera when they're doing Zoom yeah. or whatever it might be. Yeah, what's the backdrop going to be? Mm-hmm. Noise considerations do we have to figure in? Are they sharing space? You know, and what's important in their brand? What are the, 
what sort of cues would normally be available that we were showing up representing ourselves and how can we weave that in so um, it's going to look different we're not talking about let's make it look like your personal branding photos unless we can it's more about let's keep that flavor there and keep the values visible and not just look like a completely different business I do, do you get wish- people to put I was just going to say, do you get people to put their bookcases in there? Is that a a given that you have to have a good bookcase in the background? (laughs) Do you know what? A blank wall is like as much as most people can manage, I think, at this state, you know, because everyone's homes are different and everyone's families are different. And actually, a bookcase wouldn't be on brand for everyone. I was going to say, I wish that there had been some um, professional uh, broadcasters who had taken your advice, because I can remember, you know, we've seen so many up the nose shots, haven't we, Mm. over the last few weeks and it's horrible and some of these are shots from professionals I just think at what point did you think that was ever acceptable let alone being broadcast to the nation right now I did a video on it Faye and I I subtly sort of named it um, camera angle Um, but I did actually put in there we do not want to see up your nostrils please move your please move the lens it's 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 really horrible stuff to go back a step Kirsty and your I what I like about this is that you're trying to create the right tone but with an element of realism as well because you know we are all juggling um we we're, we're sharing spaces but it is um about trying to make this somewhere that if, if you've got a designated workspace to use your turn of phrase trying to make it work there um you don't want to having to be up sticks every single time you're going to make your zoom call so it's about making where you're working anyway work again for you or work even harder for you yeah I think working harder for you and you know, I'm speaking for myself here but if something's really faffy I tend not to do it I need to make things easy for myself to to actually you know follow through on things um so I don't love recording videos but I don't mind it either you know so to make it really easy for myself I have a permanent setup and things where it's really easy to just press record you know and I think lots of people are the same particularly when they're really busy so we need to help ourselves make our lives easy as we can because it's hard enough right now well ever let alone right now (laughs) Um, I was going to say as well, when it comes to um, being a small business, it is really important that we do keep talking to our customers. There is no shame, is there, in even if um, there's no shame in selling and there's no shame in keeping up that dialogue with your customers. And even if you've got a product that actually right now you can't sell because of lockdown or because of the nature of, of your product, it's important that we still continue that dialogue, isn't it? I really think so. I mean, I know there are people out there who think that it's inappropriate or, you know, insensitive or whatever. And I totally can understand where that viewpoint comes from. But also we're small businesses and we all have bills to pay. And from personal experience, people are still doing business. Not everyone is struggling financially right now. Some are. Some are actually probably having a bit of a boom because of what they do and keeping ourselves front of mind for those that are able to work with us, I think is just sensible. It's not right or wrong. It's just we've got a business. It's not. And also my worry was always 
if we didn't know what to say and we didn't know how to show up, because businesses are folding, people might think that we had folded if we suddenly went quiet. Mm-hmm. And clawing yourself back out of that, I just think for most of us, we're craving a little bit of normality in our lives right now and as much reassurance as we can get because a lot of us are feeling more vulnerable than we normally would. And by being able to offer that to our clients, by still kind of being us and being there and talking them through things, even if it sounds a little bit different, you know, we're still, the core and the theme is still ours. I just think that's reassuring to people. So in terms of how to do that, so obviously you talked about the massive shift and people um, putting more of their business, you know, online, running things digitally as, as opposed to in person. Um in terms of showing up then, what other things have you been suggesting to your clients? Yes, talking to them, but what, what um, sort of ways and are they, you know, how are they doing this? What technology are they harnessing or what social media or pictures? What sort of practical tips have you been sharing with them? So for my clients or anyone else's clients, you know, but the people I'm talking to that already have a bank of personal branding imagery, it's much easier for them, obviously, because there's usually something in there that they can use now to show their current audience what it would look like to work with them right now. Um, Usually when I'm working with clients because they have an element of digital in their businesses, we're capturing photography to show that um, because we like to feel safe as humans. You know, there's that trust thing in us. Mm. Um, And to be able to visualize somebody doing what they would be doing with us makes us feel reassured. So being able to see them in the space or as close to it as possible and that, you know, just getting that feeling of, oh, I can picture them sat there. And like, I can picture Faye now exactly where she'll be sat, Mm. uh, (laughs) not with yourself, but I'm visualizing Faye and it feels like I'm communicating with her in a way that I would usually see her showing up online. So it's that familiarity really. Mm. Um, So yeah, if we've already got photography, that's really useful right now and if not let's just DIY it you know that's better than nothing so sharing more about what we're doing how we're doing it what it looks like and just yeah stay in front of mind in a relevant way I think. Mm. And what are your top tips then Kirsty for creating um, a background or a digital image a film, in short, um, that is easy on the eye because I feel as though I've seen so many that are just chewing my eyeballs. They're messy in the background. There's an orange glow about it, you know, and I just... But, yeah, I couldn't necessarily tell you what it is. What are what are your top tips though, for creating just a nice, clean look? So keep it as simple as you can if it's something that scares you. Because so many people are scared enough of video as it is, I think adding too much complexity will put them in the I'm just not going to do it camp. But Mm. if you're happy to record a video, the most important things are camera angle. Again, back to the nostrils point, have your camera at at least eyeball height. I have it directly at eyeball height. Some people choose to go slightly higher. Um, although I worry that that can make us look a little bit coy which I don't necessarily think we need as business women but there we go for camera angle and light Um, 
photography is painting with light video it's equally essential so your face has to be well lit you start to go a little underexposed a little dark and we tend to look a little puce um that's not particularly attractive I don't <laughs> <laughs> so if to get the best light if you don't have a light set up, a permanent light set up, and you're sort of DIYing it, it's getting the balance between being close enough to a window that you've got some light falling across your face and thinking about what's in the background. Um, being all, I hate the word, but being authentic and admitting that we're all working differently at the moment is fine. But depending on what you're talking about and what you do, you don't want the background to be undermining your messaging. Mm. So at the very least, you want it to be neutral. If it can't enhance, go for neutrality. Um, I've, I've recorded a video on it and I was saying, you know, if I was recording this video in my son's playroom, which has just had a Lego explosion mm. and an <laughs> artwork factory disaster and you know etc etc and I'm talking about being professional and you know there's such a disconnect it would just look weird so in that situation I'd go with a blank wall a blank wall well that's good to know so it wouldn't be I mean Laura joked earlier about the bookcase and I have to say I think a bookcase looks lovely I have bookcase envy sometimes I was on a zoom call yesterday with someone I thought oh I've got backdrop envy look at your <laughs> lovely plants and your bookcase it looks beautiful and I really did have bookcase envy but a blank wall wouldn't be too plain too boring <laughs> It's making the best of what you've got, Faye. I mean, if a, if you're choosing between utter chaos and a blank wall, go with a blank wall. If you've got a beautifully curated space, which is completely either on brand or kind of neutral or adding a bit of your personality or whatever, you know, if you've got plants in the background or a beautiful bookcase or, you know, lovely artwork or whatever it is, that's great. It's just make the best of what you've got. So I tried to do a video call um, in my living room last week um, because that's where my son needed to be. And it was just like, you know, again, making the best of it. And the lighting was awful. So even though the room looked nice, actually people couldn't see my face so well. And, you know, I had to take my own advice in terms of lighting top trumps to everything else. And I had to move that's the that's the bit I find hard because I've got a nice-ish office space of my own but um it's got a lot of natural light and that just changes at different points in the day so it's okay for some bit of the day and then not the rest of it um or you can have a dappled face you know it depends what's going on outside with the trees yeah. but it, it's rad it's really different and different at different times of the day so what might work in the morning or work in the afternoon you know it won't work at the opposite point that's the bit that I find really hard so I haven't got that yeah, for me, there isn't that perfect space yet um, where it works all the time just to leave it there. Because you're so right. If you can just leave things there, then it's easy and simple and ready to go. But I am find I'm moving around the house, depending on what time of day it is, whether the toddler is asleep or not. There's a, there's a few mixed variables in there. So if anyone listening to this is in that scenario, I um, 
I'm with you on that. <laughs> I think the other thing that's important to note as well is um, we're talking, we talked initially about filming and if you're filming and talking to your customers, but actually, even if you're not filming, chances are you're probably now attending lots of Zoom um, yeah. and, you know, video conferencing calls. And I think equally, it needs to be applied there as well. I've had a few calls with various people and it almost, as you were saying, Kirsty, undermines their professionalism. When you see that they're sitting on their bed with a box of Jacob's cream crackers in the background you know you just sort of think <laughs> oh my you know which actually that has been one of the zoom calls I've had and I you just sort of think I don't need to see that I, I you know <laughs> I don't need to see that and okay it's not this isn't going on the internet but it's still a professional phone call that you're having with another with, an, with a colleague and so it is quite important that we get that backdrop right that's really funny because there's a bit of me that also thinks, apart from the fact I would hate it if you ate crackers in my bed, I kind of, I quite like a bit in the way that the mask has slipped a little bit. I've got to be honest, yeah. you know, I've done quite a few with big, you know, our big office, uh, lots and lots of people on the call and we're all different. And it's been quite funny. I mean, some people have been, you know, putting out the cat's food whilst they've been on the call. You know, you're in someone's utility room. There's a bit of me that's actually quite enjoyed some of that. I realise it might not be what everyone's after but there's a part of me that is also you know intrigued I've quite liked getting to know people in that way Laura and I genuinely think it depends on the call and who you're talking to and what it's being used for yeah I wouldn't do it if I was trying to win business but with people (laughs) I know it felt a bit more all right Uh, uh, yeah I think like you say if it was a different if it's if it wasn't a formal meeting then yeah that's fine if it's just a general catch-up with colleagues I personally haven't got a problem with that but this um, is a formal meeting (laughs) you see yeah and I think when there's a degree of formality Actually, I do want it to to look professional in the back, as, as best possible. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, you know, I'm not saying that we've all got to be turning off in our suits every day and you know, marching around the house pretending we're actually in a corporate workplace. But <laughs> I feel as though there needs to be a certain standard. Yeah, I, but then I guess it depends on your brand again, doesn't it? And certainly in the creative industry, there's m- always been much more leeway in terms of the range of what would be considered perfectly and utterly fine than if you're a solicitor or an accountant. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Um, it's It all comes back to our brands and what we want to be putting out there because everything we show, we say, we do – influences our audience's perception of who we are and what we're about and that's not about right or wrong it's just are we giving people the right information to reach the right conclusions it's that's all it is that's all branding is that's it's very it's very good you the way you say that Kirsty, because also our, our brains are at the moment absorbing so much and so much more than we even realise and it is all that messaging that's subtly going in isn't it that's just giving people a reassuring hug hi I'm here I'm nice and smiley Um, you know you're just giving lots of information um, just with one look with one image instantly it's all going in and it's just about making that right and making it easy on the eye I guess really yeah, I, I was just going to say, looking at pictures, actually, because I'm obviously, we're recording this, we're recording it over Skype. So you two have both got really professional photos on your Skype profiles. Um, I don't. And it's, there's a noticeable difference in quality and how you two stand out in your images. And also just thinking that I often have very not brilliant internet connection. So on Zoom, I've put up a little uh, 
you know, just a little picture that I created. But it's just remembering those details as well. You know, if you're not going to be showing your face because you've decided to do audio only, just make sure that you have updated your profile. You know, quite a lot of people don't do that. Yeah. Uh, and I just think that could be a very easy win, especially with any bank of photography, you know, that you might have or DIY pictures. Oh, yeah. Or, you know, your child's just run into the room and you've got to go off video yes. for a second. Do you know what I mean? It's like things happen to still look present when you're not able to be, I think. And Laura, I was going to go back to a point you made a moment ago about having to chase the light around your house oh, yeah. uh, when you're doing video calls. And I, although I don't love them, they have such a strong place for video and that's ring lights. You can have a permanent one set up so that you just have to press record. It depends how much you will be using um, video in your future life or whether it's <laughs> just for now, because if it's only for now, people tend to, you know, not invest in that kind of thing. But if it's going to be going forward for you, that might be a really easy solution. Mm, thank you. Kirsty, if people would like to get in touch with you or have a fix it call, how does it work? So everything's on my website as you would hope. Um, but I'm kind of all over social media as well. I've um, just get in touch, basically. I'm on LinkedIn, Facebook, um, Instagram, YouTube, and I've got my website. I'm not hard to find. Um, and yeah, at, at the moment, there's a lot of audits and fix-it calls and helping people just get their websites telling that story and, you know, helping their clients choose them. Um, so there's a lot of that kind of stuff going on and I'm trying to help people be as self-sufficient as possible in case budgets are concerned. So um, I'm being more of a how-to helper rather than I'll do it all for you, which of course is an option. Well, I think, well it, done I think yeah, I think it's really useful. I, I wish I, I might just um, point your point a few people in your direction very subtly <laughs> about that ja that box of Jacob's cream crackers on your bed, please. Um, it's, been, it's been a real joy speaking to you this morning, Kirsty. Thank yes, you very has, much yeah. for making the time uh, to speak to us. I'm sure that lots of freelance mums are identifying with this at the moment, and uh, yeah, we're all about it's about carving out that space, isn't it, in every sense of the word. Um, Thank you very much, and we look forward to following your journey on social media. Well, thank you very much for having me. Thanks for listening to Freelance Mum. Don't forget, you can stay up to date with all the latest advice, loads of friendly chats and support in our online group, The Mothership. To find out more information, check out freelancemum.k.uk. Subscribe, like and share from whichever platform you get your podcast from. And join us next week as we speak to another expert on an issue that's important to you. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.